0: Earshot with Steve Martin. Yes, this
1: is Earshot. My name is Steve Martin, and you're welcome to the show coming to you direct from Scotland's Creative Media Network Student Festival in Glasgow. <clears throat> Just cleaning that little sound effect. And I know that know it's actually a room full of media students here eager to take our jobs. <laughs> uh, we'll do our best to help you today. I mean, I could do with a break. Uh, but first, you should know that I'm dedicating this edition of Earshot to the memory of radio producer Richard Newby. Richard, or Nobby, as many of us in radio knew him, sadly died last week here in Glasgow. He wanted to be with us today, and he was instrumental in the lives of many people in UK radio production. For example, Ashley Bard, who's the head of production at Capital, says he owes a lot to Nobby. He said when he was 16 he left a station called Gemini FM in Exeter and he moved to the network production team in Bristol for GWR, spent two years under the guidance of the team there, but mostly Nobby, and then eventually moved to London with Nobby and they lived together for three years. He taught him production skills but also taught him a load of life lessons. And Ashley says he then spent another six years working alongside Nobby, enjoying every moment from heart heart to choice and then eventually capital, so eventful and filled with uh, huge memories. Ashley says, it's the best friend, taken far too early, a radio treasure and someone he won't forget. And Jim Galatly is in the room here from Amazing Radio. Jim, you know him as well. Yeah, I, I
2: worked with Nobby at Beat 106 back in the day. 1999 it probably would have been one of Noby's first... Uh, Radio jobs. He was just such a character,
1: just an incredible guy. And um, player road boss. Uh, we had a, a, a private uh, messenger thing going on. A group of us that work with uh, Noby, and she's a useless engineer. But um, <laughs> he he was incredible and so creative as well. And what I just couldn't believe the news. So young as well. And, you know, an inspiration for,
2: for so many, as uh, as you mentioned, it's, it's, you know, he deserves the acclaim, and I'm sure he'd be slightly embarrassed but proud of what people are, are saying about him,
1: but um, Nobby, R.I.P. And um, we've received this message uh, from the BBC's Matt Fisher.
0: Hi, Steve. I just wanted to say, really, that um, when Rich spent some time freelancing uh, for us in the pop music hub... He basically never ever failed to brighten up my day because he had an absolute razor sharp sense of humour. And I really did find him very entertaining. And I'll never forget the time during the Imaging Days conference in Holland where um, during my presentation about the big weekend mashup, I asked any questions and his hand shot up and he just shouted out in front of loads of people, Matt. Will You Have My Production Babies? And it just basically cracked me up because he was a really funny guy. And finally, I just wanted to give you a little trivia fact that um, Rich actually made the imaging for Steve Wright's Serious Jocking and Chris Evans's Serious Rockin' features on Radio 2. And it really does bring a massive smile to my face knowing that Nobby's work will live on and keep entertaining millions of people week in, week out. Thanks, Steve. All the best.
1: Yeah, one of his greatest qualities as a producer was his versatility. Nobby could create high-energy imaging for Radio 1 one day and and then convey the relaxing mood of Classic FM or Chill the next. He made credible music documentary promos for Six Music and before his death was in discussions with Bauer about working on their new Hits radio brand, You find that versatility often in teams, but seldom from one producer. And I think it shows how Richard held a genuine interest in the audience and the environment in which they would encounter his work. He put the listener first, and it always showed in his work. So if you're listening now, Nobby, as you tweak the threshold of those pearly gates, this one's for you. Let's have a round of applause for Nobby. He loved loud noises. (laughs) Today in Glasgow, three radio imaging producers who also, this is the common theme here, they also appear on air, giving them, I hope, a really deep understanding of what makes great radio from both sides of the mic. Gordon Lundy is a Scot who made his name in New Zealand radio but returned to the UK to produce for Fourth in Edinburgh, and Kerrang in Birmingham, and Planet Rock in London. Today he's the mid morning talent on Kerrang. A voice for many of Bauer's Scottish stations, and Gordon also produces for the Absolute Radio Network. Gordon, welcome. Thank you. Hello. I was on a call, sorry. Um, <laughs> like some of you in the room here today, Matt Shields studied at Edinburgh and Fife College. Let's hear it for Edinburgh and Fife College. <laughs> Uh, His audio production work has been heard on just about every independently owned radio station in Scotland. Original 106, Kingdom FM, Wave 102, Central FM. It's got a number or an FM at the end of it. (laughs) Matt's been there. Uh, And now the new Wave FM in Dundee and Perth. Hello. Right, what this show needs now is another white male. (laughs) (laughs) So here's Gavin Pearson Uh, Gavin began his radio career at the age of 14 at Edinburgh's fourth one Is that
3: even legal?
1: (laughs) (laughs) At the time, extremely
3: illegal, but um,
1: yes They let you on air, I gather, a couple of years later And you picked up the Best Newcomer Award Remarkably, Gavin's presented every show on the schedule on Clyde One at some point And today is a proud member of the Bower City Production Hub meaning he produces content and promos right around the country. Gavin's still on air, though, every Sunday. And after 27 years with the group, we think he must be one of Bauer's most loyal employees. Gavin Pearson, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. OK, Gordon, just give me a,
2: a, a picture of the kind of work, the range of work you're doing in a typical week. Uh, well, there's no typical week, as far as I'm concerned, um... Obviously, with doing the on-air stuff, that's that's a regular part. Um, I, after however many years of doing production, have gone full circle in that I'm making breakfast promos again every morning. For years, I didn't touch that. That was, you know, that was a breakfast producer's job. Uh, but part of this new role, I'm doing that. There's uh, then a fair amount of scripting. Um, if it were more of a normal week, I'd probably be down in London for a day or two. Um, we get voice sessions twice a week in London with our female voice for Absolute um, and once a month with our main voice for Absolute um, but beyond that, it's, there, there's no two days the same there's, it could be a day of scripting, it could be a day of producing, it could be a day with a mixture of both really And
1: your on-air work on uh, Kerrang, presumably that's voice
0: tracked uh, Yes, but, well don't tell anyone um,
2: <laughs> but with the way technology works now, um, I can sit in my spare room at home I can record a couple of links at 10 o'clock, start a topic rolling, look for texts and tweets coming in, and then record some more links and react to. So it is recorded, yes, uh, but there's live interaction taking place just with like five, ten minute delay. Uh, Matt, how does your
4: week compare? My week, well, um, I'm on air with our Kingdom FM to the evening show, weekdays from 7pm. So... At night so I'm doing that And in the daytime I'm creating production For the stations that you mentioned before Um, Wave FM uh, I've been doing quite a lot of stuff Because they have just launched Uh, So that's been keeping me busy at the moment But uh, yeah so production in the day And show at night (laughs) And are you working in a team Of creative people as Gordon has described Or is it very much a one man band It's just me for the production yeah, And then all the scripts will get done And emailed over to me and then I can make the production. And, and Gavin,
3: how's life treating you? Uh, it's, it's very exciting. It feels, uh, having been in this industry for so long, it feels like you just have to keep, keep up with things and keep evolving. And uh, the, the job has changed so much. In fact, the job I do, Muddy to Friday, an imaging producer, didn't exist when I started in radio. Um, it wasn't necessary at the time. It very much is now, of course. Um, so for me, during the week, because of my experience... my age and my music knowledge, I I spend most of my time working on Bower City 2's network, which is targeting 35 to 55-year-olds, playing music from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, A really, really strong network, a very energetic network. um, And what we're trying to do with it (coughs) is uh, inject a bit more liveliness to it, because the audience is still very busy, has a very busy lifestyle. Um, So I also work on, on our football coverage, um for those of you in Glasgow aware of the passion for football in this city that sometimes overspills into <laughs> something a little bit more that we don't want to go into right now um, th- there's, there's football output on Bower City um, Viking in uh, Hull for example has uh, had exclusive commentary of Hull City's games this season hasn't been the best of seasons for the Tigers but from Glasgow I, I manage all the production all the imaging of that all the promotion as well to bring in new audience for that because that can hopefully is going to boost the reach for the station so that's uh, whenever there's football on the goal because my football background and knowledge, I tend to look after that for Burr City. Fantastic. Thanks to uh, all three of you. We're going to hear your audio now. And let's start with Gordon.
1: Um, it's <coughs> very much a show-and-tell format. So uh, what are you going to play, first
2: of all? Right, first of all, um, I've titled this Sonic IDs on a budget. Um, does ever, anyone know what a Sonic ID is? No? All right. We should, we should publish some
1: kind of um, <laughs> index. What do they call yeah, that? A, a glossary. A glossary. I uh, put that at the end of the
2: podcast. A uh, sonic ID uh, would either be you could have a sung jingle. Um, I can't think of any sung jingles off the top of my head. Radio um, Two. Yes, they They use them. Uh, sometimes, though, you won't actually sing the words. You will just have a piece of music or audio which is associated with that brand. Uh, an obvious one would. Well, if Classic FM. Uh, Classic FM do. Um, Intel Inside, mm-hmm. which that used to be do 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 do. I don't know if it's still there or not. Um, that idea of something that matches the words that it's like the audio version of a visual brand. You can see the Burger King logo and you know it's Burger King, even if it doesn't see Burger King next to it. So that's the technique that Radio
1: Scotland is using now with their new imaging from Real World. Yes, yeah. It's so all based around a, a very familiar, hopefully familiar, melody. Yes,
2: yes. so many many stations have that. Uh, when I was working with Kerrang! and Planet Rock doing the imaging for them, we, it's not something we really had budget for and when it was raised at one point should we look at a jingle I said no because production companies doing it for those stations It's it really gotta sound authentic um, and I thought for the, the budget we might have we're not going to get that so instead uh, I record these in house last year um, when I say it was done in house I mean I did it um, the Kerrang Radio ones are just it's just me playing guitar, bass, drums and other bits on top I am neither of those things um, but I did it anyway Planet Rock ones I got someone in the office to play guitar and um, he's a great guitarist but not professional my dad played bass because he's the only person <laughs> I know that was a bass and I played the drums and so these wouldn't stand up against the full jingle package the likes of um, what we run on the Bower City 1 and 2 networks which is made by a wise buddha I believe and that's you know massive production house, they have budgets and things to throw at these um, however uh, this is something that for the brands I was working with it's a bit kind of garage and do it yourself uh, but this is what
0: we came up with anyway. This is the world famous Kerrang Radio. Everything that rocks. Kerrang Radio. Everything that rocks. Planet Rock, where rock lives. This is Planet Rock.
1: Planet Rock.
0: In our house, our neighbor Angie is always visiting for a cup of brown sugar.
2: Once the kitchen is done, we'll paint it black. <laughs> this is the house where rock lives. Planet Rock. Planet Rock. So at no point does it ever go, where rock lives. But the idea is the music mirrors the, um, the syllables of the words and the pacing of the mind <clears throat> even. And it's conveying a lot of attitude about the radio stations. That's the idea. Um, And the fact that, um, if you listen back to some of the really old tracks on Planet Rock, and some of the newer stuff on Kerrang! as well, you know, it's often recorded on a budget. People these days are recording in their bedroom or in the garage or whatever. So for me to have access to enough facilities to plug a guitar in and have a virtual guitar amp on the computer is enough to get that sort of um, attitude across. Before
1: you started producing that, before you even wrote the scripts, what were you thinking was your strategy? What did you want the audience to do and think as a result of hearing
2: that? The main thing was to establish um, something that we could use where even if you heard those pieces of music with that pacing without the words, you would know what the brand was. Um, uh, for the most part, those two brands currently are um, they're recognizable by their voiceovers. Kerrang Radio VoiceOver has been there since day one, Johnny Doom. Um, and he is very much the, the attitude of the station. Planet Rock, it's, it's Chris Grant, he's been with him since day one as well, and he's the big rock voice. Now, for us as brands, we need to be able to continue even if we don't have access to those voices. So if you establish something that you have control and ownership of, um, then regardless of the voiceover you use, you can, you can continue that branding throughout.
1: A quick straw poll in the room. Um, Who here listens to either Kerrang or Planet Rock? Turn the mic
2: up here. Is is this Radio (laughs) RQ2? Which is the
1: station you listen to? Planet Rock. What do you like about the sound of that station? Well, I was brought up on rock music because my dad was in there, and I just love rock music really. I'm not really into all the kind of top 40 songs with the same beat over and over again, so I enjoy it. And as a fan and a a listener to that station, (coughs) Uh, were you consciously aware of the imaging, the identity of the station? All the time. It's like when, when it came on, I started smelling because you always hear like, This
4: is perfect. I'll tell you it. So I could have a, a smell my face. I was like, I
1: know who that is, so. Fantastic. Thank you. I might dive into the audience again later. You worked really well in that little segment there. That's <laughs> staying in. Um, thank you. What's the next piece uh, we're going to hear from you, oh, Gordon? Right.
2: So next one was uh, scripting for voices. I think this is interesting because, like I've already mentioned, those two voices there—they're um, they're essential to those brands. However, uh, the more you work with those voices, the more you write with them in your head. Uh, as an example, uh, the first one is uh, just a quick promo from Absolute Radio. Uh, Matt Berry is the voiceover for Absolute, um, who is also a comedian and actor, um, and has has won BAFTAs and things. I'm quite certain. And is a significantly better writer than I am, so me writing scripts for him, obviously I'm trying to up my game as best I can. Um, But nonetheless, there's a a couple of lines in this I think where um, we use some female voices as well to try and provide some balance there. Um, And the other things in there, there's Kerrang! Radio tickets one. Johnny Doom says a line in here. Technically, you can shut up, which would only work with his voice, I think. Uh, the final one is a little Christmas thing, again with Matt Berry. There's nothing funny in the script. It is not a funny script, as most of the things I do are, are not. Um, but Matt Berry makes it funny. I knew that giving him the silly thing, he would make it funny. 12 of the world's greatest drummers. We see everything from the back of the stage. 12 Drummers Drumming
1: with Claire Sturgis.
0: Join me and a dozen drummers to find out the secrets from behind the drum kit. We're looking at each other because none of us have a clue. Oh he does because he's playing it, he's, he knows how he's doing it. Dropping big beats. And dropping big names. Oh, man, I'm making Jagger dance. How cool is that? 12 Drummers Drumming with Claire Sturgis. Tonight from 11. On Absolute Radio. At Kerrang Radio, we had this idea for a competition.
4: One winner takes 400 mates with him to a gig.
0: But we realised that would be a logistical nightmare. Who would buy the first round? So instead, we're giving away 200 pairs of tickets to 10 different gigs across 10 days. We're calling it the free-ticket fortnight. Technically, it's not really a fortnight, but... Technically, you can shut up. Keep listening to find out what gigs you can see for free from the Kerrang Radio ticket store. The free ticket for nights. Radio. If Santa's sleigh had a
1: radio, it would be turned to Absolute 80s, the UK's Christmas party station. But Santa has unlimited data, so he listens on his mobile instead.
0: Absolute 80s,
1: the UK's Christmas party station.
2: Uh, The other interesting thing with that one is there's very little sound effects or anything going on in the the background. Um, Absolutely, especially, we don't have a sound effects package um, in terms of bleeps and whooshes and crackles and things. Um, So the music should all just kind of tell the story and work together nicely and smoothly. Uh, Whereas Correct Radio, it's much more impact in a bit of music, chop it out, make it stop, um, and bring it up and down to allow space for the voiceover to really cut through in the important bits. And those decisions are really
1: important to think about when you're imaging a station, aren't they? I mean, these are conscious decisions and you've got to stick to that that sound palette for each brand. Absolutely. Um,
2: The more that you establish that sound, that style of production that you use in terms of language as well, um, that you might use, um, the more that then you can play with it. Planet Rock, when I started with it, was there was humour there um, but the main voiceover was very much kind of a um, he, was, he was quite safe, I guess. He was quite infallible. Uh, so one of the first things that we did was to start introducing fallible ideas with this voice, where he's the big voice of rock, but he'd do something wrong, but he'd sound silly. <laughs> um, so the, the more that you can establish that, the more you can then play with it on
1: occasion. OK, one more piece of audio from you for now, Gordon.
2: Yeah, uh, so this is, uh, this is about groups and dry voiceover. So a lot of what you'll hear today, and there's music going on in the background... Um, sometimes having no music is far more powerful uh, and the other thing is uh, the first two bits are using crowds, the first one I had access to a crowd of about 600 people I think at an event we were running I took two mics and a portable recorder much like the one Steve's using behind us here um, and set the mics up and recorded some audio with 600 people yelling out words for us there's no plugins to do that, there's no trickery you can do, the only way to get that is to get a crowd and tell them what to say Uh, so that's a really useful thing Uh, the next thing is a travel promo Um, it's a charades type thing it'll fly past you really quick Uh, but that was recorded with a group of students who came to visit Um, again two microphones in a room no clever tricks, no editing things together just give them the script and let them go Um, and the final thing um, is a promo that I wrote which just kinda I was lying in bed one night and it came to my head and I wrote it down and it was like ten minutes start to finish it's probably my favourite thing I've done. It went straight past the government censors for a clearance, uh, but my boss said it was a little bit too risky. Um, again, it's something that it might pass you by, it goes very quickly, uh, but listen carefully yeah. Okay. Third word it's Two syllables. syllables. Sounds like...
3: Brickhead. Locksucker. Muckface.
2: Oh, Massive Kitties. No, it's too many syllables. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Hunt. Gravel. Gravel. Sounds like gravel. Oh, Kerrang Radio Travel. Every day at
0: rush hour. (laughs) Kerrang Radio.
4: I live in a shared flat with a nice Spanish couple called Juan and Grazia. At weekends, they're so nice and they let me draw pictures of them. Just pencil sketches, really. Grazia is so beautiful and I always capture her well. But I just can't sketch Juan properly. I'm always erasing bits and trying again. But it's not exactly a great hobby. I'm just sick of hanging around the flat all weekend looking at beautiful Grazia pictures and rubbing Juan out. So I've decided to look for a girlfriend on Kerrang Radio Dating instead at kerrangradio.co.uk slash dating. <laughs> hey Gordon, did that air? No, not yet. Although no, it's not an yet. No.
2: Does this now mean I can put it in for an yeah, award? Yeah, you can put it in an award, exactly. It's been published. Excellent. Fantastic. There's, there's no reason that should go on the radio. There is nothing at face value about that script in any way offensive. It's a big shaggy dog story um, and it should go on air, but the boss, in his wisdom, said not
1: today. Okay, if you want that to go on air, we gonna do a Twitter poll, okay? (laughs) Uh, Go to Earshot Creative uh, on Twitter and uh, you decide whether that goes on. We'll present the results to your boss, Gordon. Thank you. Alright, thank you so much for your audio. I've got so much more I want to ask you. I want to ask you about scripting. I want to ask you about uh, anti-production, stripping stuff back and also about working uh, with, uh, with Matt Berry uh, but we've got to move on right now because another Matt is with us uh, Matt Shields, uh, you're producing now for one
4: of Scotland's newest radio stations Yeah, exciting When did it go on air? Just over a month ago Now, what I like about Wave FM is it's, you know it's bringing back local radio again, so that, you know, with their tagline all about Dundee and Perth they're here to be local and um, what we've done with the, uh, the voiceovers as well we've got two Scottish voiceovers Steve Henderson and uh, Julie Love they're well-known voiceovers in
1: Scotland and you're really fortunate to be in at the beginning because it gives you a chance to really stamp an
4: identity on a new brand oh definitely so exciting and um, for me to be the first uh, image producer on that station it's just you know all right. Oh, let's hear the first piece of audio. Uh, this is for uh, a promotion called Cash Karaoke, your chance to win hundred pounds. Now, the best way I, I seem to you know to produce this is well, how can I, I get this to stick in the listener's head? So I looked at you know songs that are in the charts that you know will tell what the, the promotion is, what what it's doing. So we're almost getting the voiceovers to read out along with the artist. A little bit, not too much, so it's overdoing it, but just a little bit. We've also mixed a bit of male and female voiceover in there as well, so let's have a listen. We all do it. Some of us are good.
0: Some of us are, well, not. But only one station is paying you to do it. Andy and Erin's Cash Karaoke. Cash Karaoke. Wake up with
4: Wave FM Breakfast all next week for your chance to win £100 cash
0: every morning. Finish the line Andy and Erin are singing and win the money.
1: Cash Karaoke with Andy and Erin at breakfast only on... Weave FM. Yeah, I love the way that you're using interplay between the lyrics of the song yeah. and the script because that links very closely to the whole theme of, of karaoke.
4: Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I thought I could, you know, play about with it a little bit, have a bit of fun, have Dua Lipa, do what she does best and then just have someone really bad at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just, you know, it sells a promotion map. And of course, because this is a new station and this is a new feature, you've got to be really clear
1: about introducing this property.
4: No, definitely. No, you're right. And um, the next part of production is um, power intros. Do you know what power intros are? Anyone? No? Anyone in the room know what a power intro is? Oh, you're about to find out. It's a bit of branding that's you know it, it works in with the song, so it's a good way of playing the music but getting the branding out at the same time. Uh, so this is a, a bit of production good play is a bit of Jonas Blue. Now it's getting the Wave FM branding across, but we're still playing the music, so. Awesome.
1: We're all about Dundee and Perth
0: We're all about Dundee and Perth
1: I'm Jonas Blue Wave we, 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 FM Let's go We're allowed to play 27 seconds <laughs> Before we start a code, please <laughs> John Collins on the faders there Nicely <laughs> done, 10 fade yeah, so that's that's how that those power intros work. Is they you know associate the, the station name with the song. So wherever you hear that song in the future, you are supposed to recall the name of that
4: station. Yeah, it's a brilliant way of branding. I love it. that's my favourite part of um, production, and Joe, you know, it's, it's quite fun as well to do yeah. um, because you're getting to mess around with a song that's you know it's in the charts. And um, no, I just think it's a brilliant way of branding, especially CHR format stations. Uh, will do this. You listen to to Capital, for example, or
1: Kiss, uh, or Radio One, all the songs on the highest rotation would have had
4: some kind of production treatment applied to the intro of the song. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And the next part of production uh, I've got here is uh, for Just 80s. Now, uh, Wave FM runs uh, a specialised show called Just 80s. So, when making the top hour for this, I thought, what's the best way of you know selling this show to the listener because obviously it's a new station what, what is this show all about? well the best way to do that is try and play the music that it's going to be playing but keeping it tight as well so i looked at basically doing almost like a, a mini mix or maybe a micro mix of beat matching them making sure they're on the right key and i ended up with this Just 80s. Just
0: 80s. Wave FM.
4: They are difficult to make. <laughs> Just <laughs> with the, finding the key and finding the tunes that will work together. Um, but it, it's funny, it's a, it's a hard thing to start, but then once you get into it, you're really spending a lot of time and it's like tweaking here and there. But uh, no, they're, they're really fun to make. So and for, for our audience
1: knowledge. of students in the hall today, those songs were very popular in <laughs> your parents day. <laughs> That's interesting that you take a, a modern technique like beat matching mm-hmm. and then apply it to
4: old songs. Yeah, which it's funny because obviously new songs they use fake instruments. It's all on, you know, uh, digital softwares and then music in the eighties or even the seventies you know, it's all real instruments. So the beats will sometimes be out so you're you're going in and you're tweaking every little thing just to make sure that you know, it's, it's in, it's that's not wrong, that's called musicianship <laughs> It used to be big yeah, no, definitely <laughs> And uh, you mentioned about CHR in the gym before uh, Wave FM has a sister station called Wave WaveChart Which is, you know, everybody loves a bit of CHR in the gym Especially to make, it's, it's great fun So I thought i will bring along a couple of sweepers um, These are... Hang gone. on, glossary moment Anyone know what a sweeper
1: is? Hand in the air if you know what a sweeper is um, let's go for the lady in the denim top.
4: Tell we've we something that plays in between, like the music that kind of sometimes uses like the station's like name, just so that people are aware of who they're listening to, to break up music. Fantastic! That's the best definition I've heard all day. And <laughs> um, yeah, so um, what we've done is we've used the same voiceover. Uh, Steve Henderson, he's, he's got quite a young voice anyway, so he works really well with this. We just, you know, tweaked around with uh, some of the EQ just to. Make it sound a bit more well younger really and um, for that type of audience, because wave chart that's sent out for a younger audience and as well as the production I made it in a way that it'll sound like what is in the charts at the moment. Um, so I've got two bits uh, two super to listen to. Nothing but the hits. The hits. This is Wave Chart. Nothing but the hits. The hits Wave, wave. Chart. So it's very kind of upbeat and kind of pushing that message out there. What are they there to do? But that's really. And the, and the word
1: chart at the end is kind of clean of the music imaging, so you can slam it straight into the next song. Definitely. Without provoking a so key. So you touch. can basically, you know, seg it into the song, make it nice and tight. Yeah, good technique there. Thank you very much, Matt. Really no enjoyed hearing your stuff. Thank you. And also with us today, and you heard him
3: earlier, Gavin Pearson. And I understand, Gavin, that Matt uh, studied under you. Yeah, um, uh, Matt has been and um, joined us at, uh, at Clyde uh, and did a bit of mentoring. And it's amazing because when you're working with younger people, sometimes I actually learn stuff coming back the way. Actually, I don't have any background in sound engineering. So sometimes when I'm using a plug-in, I'm not entirely 100% sure what it's actually doing. I just know how it sounds. And sometimes it's someone like Matt comes in and says, well, actually, you could try lifting this game here. Or, and, and actually, I do learn stuff from people who come in. and I really enjoy that. Um, so how's he doing? He's, he's developing very well um, and he's, uh, he's, uh, he's getting the best of both for us by being on air as well because I, I, I do believe that it's, it's really, really beneficial to, to be playing the stuff at the back end and I'd always encourage fellow producers, if they're not, if they're not confident enough to be presenters, to, to certainly work as, as tech ops, work desks, work at the, the, the coalface to hear the work that they're doing going out and hearing how it works with music. So what do you learn? by doing that. Um, Something that we have learned in the last year or so, and demonstrated by my audio, is that um, people don't have the time to digest things uh, the way they used to, particularly with the format for Clyde 1 um, and Varsity 1. um, We have to be so sharp. Uh, We've learned from American radio where listening figures have been measured using watches, and that means that we're knowing to the second how long people are listening for, and we're finding that long imaging was making people turn over to other stations. So ever, I know it's broken my heart, <laughs> because I used to make 90-second montages about Rihanna coming to Glasgow when she was playing at the SECC, and they were epic things. 90 seconds, we'd lose a sizable amount of audience, perhaps, who weren't into Rihanna, and you have to be realistic about it. You're looking at an eight-second attention span sometimes on imaging, so that's something that we've really learned about. So what are we going to hear first? I'm concentrating a lot on Bower City too. The music is predominantly 70s, 80s, 90s. It's a very lively lively, energetic um, output. John Collins is with us today as one of the presenters on the station. Um, I feel it, it could have a little bit more zip with, with beat-matching technology. Sorry, I was talking about John. Not, <laughs> listen, John John's, John's very similar to, in terms of energy levels to what I like to do as well, so he's one of the guys that really knows how to use the production, and I really enjoy hearing him using it on air, not because he's in the room. Um, so, so where are we all from Glasgow? Five. More or less, and from oh, Fife to be fourth to, for those who are in Fife. I would urge you all, all you guys, have a listen to it. If you've not tuned in, my kids will grumble sometimes when I put Clyde 2 on in the car, and then Wilson Phillips' Hold On will come on. And it's a song that was used in Bridesmaids a few years ago. And they've watched that movie, and they're like, Turn up, I love that. The music is is amazingly relatable for for all age groups. You're doing a good sales job there. No, but but it's it's a very, very lively format. And with that in mind, um, we're going back to Christmas here celebration is the key word that I'm using for varsity too, because that's what it is, celebration of great music, great passion for the music um, so instead of wheeling out wizard and slave and all the usual nonsense for, for the Christmas imaging, I thought I'd take the diet of music and take out key lines that talk about celebration
2: Celebrate Christmas with the greatest hits
3: I a little bit of Santa at the end as well just to make it authentic. Oh, did anyone hear that little tune that goes da da?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. What's that called? Sonic ID. Sonic
3: ID, yeah. Some people call it a logo melody. How does that work with you and your well, sessions? The sonic logo is, is the backbone of all of the Var City output. Um, and so it, it's if it's an outbreak or a top of our it's it, it's in there just to, to badge what we're doing to unite it. Um, you can have some fun with it um, in the same way that Gordon explained. We've we've we put the when Scotland were playing against England, for example, we just we we used a bagpipe version of the Sonic logo just to get in there. <laughs> um, you know, when, for celebrating Robbie Burns' birthday, for example, we've done exactly the same thing. So you can apply the Sonic logo in funny ways, and it just makes it stand out a little bit more. You could actually get a piper up on the streets of Edinburgh just playing it, because it's
1: if it's if it's that. Maybe this is going nowhere, but my my (laughs) thought is if it's that well known,
3: you could actually infiltrate other areas ambiently with the Sonic logo. We actually, uh, Silverburn Shopping Centre on the south side of Glasgow, for some bizarre reason one of its shop units was was empty, and so they decided to put a a huge piano, a wall piano, right? All the keys of the piano on the wall, and if you touched the keys they would play the notes. Somebody tweeted us a film of just A customer going up and playing the notes, dun, 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 which I thought was amazing. So it's obviously <laughs> getting through to people in some way. Um, but it's, it's been on the station for four years, both Borough City One and Borough City Two, and it is just to lock everything together, really. And the key thing with those melodies is just keep them on air forever, they just get better and better the longer they're on air, the more useful. And it's a challenge for us to have fun with it. You know, um, I, I made a power intro for similar to what Matt made for for Justin Timberlake, say something, and we. we I wanted to get that strumming guitar. I just got one of our guys, who's a really good guitarist, <laughs> our evening presenter uh, Ryan, who's on air at ten o'clock every night. is a brilliant guitarist, and he just brought his acoustic and he did the power chords for me. We just mixed it in and we made it sound like it was Justin playing it, and it was it was just layering the Sonic logo in that way, and it just works really nicely. Just to, just blending it into the music. That's what you want to do, and take ownership of the music as well. What's the next thing we're going to hear then? Uh, next thing, same with Bower City Two. Um, with the audience, the audience is evolving incredibly with regards to social media. Um, how many people are, are still using Facebook here? Because it, it is kind of moving into a more sort of mature audience, Facebook, but you guys are still using it. But So that's about, I'd say, 80%, maybe 90% of the room still on Facebook. See, I have, I have children, three children, uh, 14, 11, and 7. Not one of them is interested in using Facebook. Their, Instagram's their, their main outlet. Um, but Facebook is very popular now, plus 30s. Hugely popular. My, my mother in law in her 70s is all over it. <laughs> um, so, with that in mind, um, I wanted to drive our Bar City 2 station's Facebook pages. And again, it's great to use the music to do the job. And so, see if this works with you.
0: Spread the likes this Valentine's Day. Huh.
3: Like Hallam 2 on Facebook.
0: By searching Hallam 2 Official. So,
3: it's, again, it's keeping it really short because this is the, the message that we're getting is that we just need to keep everything concise and to the point. Now, does everybody recognise the artist there? Anybody know who that is? It's Old woman. Yeah, it's <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. And the, the song, the line of the song is True Blue, Baby, I Love You. But what I did is I took a selection of songs from Bursuit to his diet and, that, that mentioned love and I took out the word love and replaced it with like. Got one of our producers who sounded looked quite like Madonna on that, one of our, one of our fellow producers within the, the Bar City production hub, to do that. And, and Gavin, I'm, I'm curious,
1: did you ask your colleague to record the whole line and did you use the whole line or did you just
3: drop in the one word? No, you just layer it basically. You find a bit of instrumental, you layer it underneath, you take out the bit where your keyword is. I did a very similar thing with Sergeant Pepper, the uh, legendary album from the Beatles. About a year ago now, actually, last year in April, uh, 2017 it, is. it was the 50th anniversary of the release of it and the, the title track has a line at the start that goes it was 20 years ago today Paul McCartney belting it out I managed to get a guy in the office who sounds like Paul McCartney and I just changed twin to fifth <coughs> and layered it under so the line then went it was 50 years ago today because it was f- 50th anniversary it sounded perfect but it involves a lot of trial and error a lot of compression a lot of mucking about with echoes just to try and blend it all but if it, when it works it catches people's ears these little subtle ways of, of manipulating the music and, and your primary promise which is your music what people tune in for to work in your favour and Gavin what are you going to play next? Um, moving to verse City One I still do a lot of that stuff as well and I love doing it and this is very similar to a power intro idea in the marketplace now there will be probably six or seven radio stations just where we're sitting right now that will be playing could be playing Edge here and Bruno Mars regularly so it's important for you to take ownership of the songs and sometimes an idea will grab you, you'll hear a song and you'll, you'll in your head you'll, you'll think of manipulating the line a little bit. So we're coming to the end of 2017 and I thought I need to make something for New Year's Day.
0: All the biggest hits, all day long, 2018 magic and happy new year, Metro
3: Radio. That's very clever, how did you do that? Well, it's just, a, again, a case of blending. Um, I do have a friend who likes to sing. Um, I do have Waves Tune, which can help us uh, make it sound the way that a lot of the top ten songs sound in terms of the vocal technique. I mean, uh, Waves Tunes all over Dua Lipa, it would seem so. Most of it is Bruno You she can't hold a tune? No, I think she's magnificent. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's <laughs> not even that. It's not, to cl- it's not to correct it. It's to give it that... I think Jason Derulo was probably the guy who started it all off, this warbling kind Share, of believe. style. Share mm-hmm. and believe. Yeah. Oh, of course, yes. that was yeah, sure. That was the first one, wasn't it? I wanted anyone who heard that song on the box on one of the rival radio stations in the marketplace um, for the first couple of weeks of the year to be going 2018 magic in the air. And it's a bit more subtle, and hopefully they would then link it back to hearing it. Maybe the Sonic logo would bring it back to them. Oh, it's all subconscious. Nobody sits there and deliberately tells themselves they'd recognise this song that way. But there is this kind of subliminal thing you're trying to get into people's minds and make them think where did they hear that first? We have
1: Gavin Pearson, Matt Shields and Gordon Lundy in the room today. It's a rare opportunity for those of you here to ask questions to three of the most accomplished and talented producers in Scotland. Uh, What would you like to ask to help you with your work?
0: Uh, I'm Kieran, and I'm just wondering, what's the biggest mistake people go when they go into um, this career field, maybe just through... Um, starting off with practice work first, what would you say the biggest mistake is when going into the editing suite and doing this kind of work? Gordon, do you want to take that
2: one? Biggest mistake possibly is to not copy other people. <laughs> if, that, if that sounds a bad thing to say. Um, if you, someone said to me once when you know, I was trying to make something sound good and I felt like I was just copying someone else who I admired. Uh, and this guy said to me, that's how you learn if you listen to something someone else has produced and you go, I want mine to sound like that and then you focus on trying to get to that level that's how you build those skills to get there so maybe not being too precious, I guess, is what I'm saying so similarly with, um, when I started out uh, much like Matt, I came from more of an audio and technical background so I would look at someone using a reverb or a delay, an echo <coughs> effect and they go into the presets and i think, say, ah, oh, a preset, my goodness What a philistine. I'm going to do it from scratch. And years later I realised, what a knob. (laughs) If the preset sounds good, use it. You can tweak it, so don't be too precious about things. Uh, Matt, you're uh, much younger,
1: and uh, you've probably got a better recollection of starting out than the the rest of us around this table.
4: (laughs) What mistakes did you make early on? You know, it's trial and error. Uh, You know, Try things out. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, then you've learnt a lesson there. You know, to not do that again. Um, Being on air and um, being an imaging producer, first of all, it's good to be able to wear two hats in that way of being able, you know, two different skills because in Scotland, um, there's there's not one person who's doing one job, they're always doing different jobs. So it's always best to, you know, to to have multiple skills, whether it's Photoshop, whatever it is. Uh, So make sure you've got all these skills and, you know, being on air it allows me to listen to things you know it allows me to pick up on what sounds good and what doesn't sound good and you get to play your own stuff as well.
3: Gavin <laughs> mean, have you ever made any mistakes? The biggest mistake I made at the outset was um, just going overcooking everything um, when you get uh, I started producing with reel-to-reel tapes and cuts and mixing everything in one go in one take such as the length of time I've been in this industry. But when I got a digital editor with all these plugins and all these effects you could use, I overcooked everything I made. I've got CDs at home, or locked away where no one can hear them, (laughs) of production I've done where the voice is lost because I've put this immense phasing on it and spread it between the left and right and, or, or even put it on left only, which is the stupidest thing to do because if you're in a, in a shop and they have only got the right speaker out, it's going to be dis- It's just ridiculous. Um, so the advice I give you is, is, is just... It's very much like presentation. If you go on air, you don't try and be funny right away. You just don't try and run before you can walk. You, you start off by just learning the basics and learning what sounds good and sounds solid. Make something that sounds solid when you start out. And and the bells and whistles and the confidence to do something a little more challenging will come. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I I think from the producers
1: that I've brought up through the industry, the mistakes that they made early, and I think I made as well, was just spending too much time in the studio on the post-production and not enough thinking about the strategy. What are we trying to achieve here? Who are we talking to? What do we want them to do? How do we want them to feel? And let's script something that really achieves those aims. Front load your time into the writing and the creativity. Uh, and Any other questions? Let's have some more. Yes. I'm
2: Jacob Hunter and I just wanted to ask, what's the biggest barrier to entry when it comes to becoming a radio producer? I, I think the biggest barrier is probably the lack of jobs. It's, there's not a huge amount of positions left doing the sort of thing that we do um, and because obviously we stretch ourselves so thin I'm afraid none of you have got any chance because we're already, already doing all of it but. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that's quite a specialist set of skills um, I came into it with like I say more of the technical background and I've had to pick up the other skills as I went so I was lucky to work with people who were great writers um, when you know I couldn't string a sentence together still barely can um, so, it's not like anyone's going to jump into that fully-fledged, but to find the opportunities to learn the extra skills is maybe a bit of a barrier. Well, what do you think you need? Well, I, I just figured
4: that, obviously, going in, you, you need the technical skills. You need to have a
2: wide uh, set. I know Matt Shields actually came in and gave us a talk at Fife College in Glen office and he was talking about how that you need to be multi-skilled in order to get in because you have to start with a smaller job and then slowly over time you'll be recognised. So I was thinking that there's obviously a lot of different skills that you need to accrue over time with different software so that you have a large enough portfolio.
3: I would always advise, having done so many roles, I've worked in sport, <laughs> I've worked to help news uh, I've worked in sponsorship and promotion. I would advise taking on every opportunity and every chance of, of any type of experience in radio because it extends your life expectancy. That's the reason why I'd say that. It's not necessarily a, a requirement for getting in. <coughs> um, I can tell you from... We, we've remodelled the group that we have. I'm part of um, a group called the, the Borough City Production Hub. I'm the only member in Scotland. We have seven members in, in Manchester. Uh, delighted to say, two of them are females now. Um, this was a job that was... For, for geeks, initially, one of the trainees that we have taken on wasn't hugely skilled with the technical side of it we 've developed her with process, but but her mind and her, and her thoughts and her her ideas were, were really refreshing. She did a fantastic audition the part of the, the application process was to make a thirty second ad and she did a fantastic creative ad for us, and we felt that she she's brought some some, some different flavors to what we do and some alternative approaches for even for someone as experienced as myself there are opportunities we will be continuing to recruit trainees for example in the future because they're going to graduate to become um, junior producers and such like and grow up so we, so we do within Bauer actually have a structure that will let people enter the only thing I'd say is we did have a, a large number of applicants at the time but but I would say please bear with it and at the same time whatever experience you can gather in whatever way that gets you into live broadcasting situations take it We've got a good mix of male
1: and female members of the audience today. Let me hear from a woman in the audience who wants to get into audio production.
4: Hello, I'm Steph Mitchell. Um, I was just really wondering, do you all sort of use the same software? Um, or is it, you know, you use a bit of each, or is it all done... I know that maybe if you're in more audio background, there might be more Pro Tools or stuff like that, but we use addition quite a lot. So just, yeah, what sort of software do you use? The software I use is Pro Tools for image production. If it's on-air, I'll use Adobe Edition for recording calls, just because it's quick and easy, and Pro Tools for production. For making things like the Just 80's Top Hour, um, I have to find the key of the track. So I'll use a a software called Mixing Key. So I'll drop the songs into there, it'll tell me the BPM, and it'll tell me the key of the track, then I'll drag that from there into
3: Pro Tools. That's exactly the same.
2: (laughs) All of of the above there is what, what I use as well for me again Pro Tools for however many years but I started out with Audition and so still I'll go back to it and use it now and again for certain things Audition does really well as far as I'm concerned anyone working in the radio business from sales to the receptionist should be able to edit a piece of audio because if a client says I need that we should be able to turn it around and give it to them just the basics however once you learn to use one once you can read that waveform of the sound it is the same in any bit of software. It's, you might need to take a bit of learning, the different shortcuts and things, but learn in one, and it's always transferable. Mm.
1: And if you want a free one that's still really good, look at Reaper, reaper.fm. It's a great package, and you can download... I'm not sure what that says. You can download the uh, the trial version of Reaper and use it forever without <laughs> paying. Um, but as, as you say, Gordon, they're all the same, really, and it's what comes out the end that counts. But what will get you noticed in this industry is the creativity,
3: the strength of your ideas. I just add that if if you have the enthusiasm, you have the instinct, you have the natural ability, you will find a place. It it will happen. You will find something that you will enjoy within the industry. (laughs) Uh, Gavin
1: Pearson, uh, Matt Shields and Gordon Lundy, thank you for sharing your experience, your expertise, and indeed your audio with us today. Uh, There are show notes and pictures... Uh, And all kinds of nonsense at earshotcreative.com. And if you like the Earshot podcast, then please tell your friends. And uh, why not give it a decent rating on your favourite podcast platform as well. Thanks to this brilliant audience here at the Creative Student Network Media Festival in Glasgow. And God bless you, Nobby. And thank you for being within Earshot. Earshot.